What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Tuesday, February 23rd. A pretty important day in the NFL, I tell you. It's the beginning of the franchise tag period, so as you can see from the title of this episode, I'm going to give you a little primer here on what to expect, what the heck is a franchise tag. You probably kind of know. A lot of NFL people like kind of know, but we'll talk about that on today's podcast along with some potential players who could be tagged. Before I get into that, let me tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Hey, before I get into this uh, franchise tag primer, or I guess tag primer, because I'm going to talk about the transition tag as well. Uh, I do have to mention the big news in sports today. A uh, very scary situation with Tiger Woods uh, involved in a one-car crash, a major crash that's being reported, uh, was actually removed from the car with the jaws of life. This happened around... Uh, it said 7.12 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday. Uh, you may have already seen everything here, but uh, according to the Los Angeles County Sheriff, the driver and sole occupant was identified as Eldrick Tiger Woods. Uh, Mr. Woods was extricated from the wreck with the jaws of life by Los Angeles County firefighters and paramedics and then transported to a local hospital by ambulance for his injuries. Uh, it sounds like there are... Uh, multiple leg injuries here, non-life-threatening, but pretty scary uh, just in general. Uh, very scary situation, especially if you've seen the pictures. So I know I normally don't talk about things that are uh, unrelated to football, but this is a obviously pretty big news, pretty scary news. Uh, hopefully everything is okay here with Tiger Woods. All right, so let's move over to the NFL franchise tag period. And, of course, that period began today. Uh, the NFL window opened up here, uh, and it's going to remain open until March 9th. Of course, the league, that's a, a week out, basically, from the league new year. A lot of times we, uh, we do see teams wait. Like, as of right now, I'm recording this in the afternoon on Tuesday. Nobody has been assigned to franchise tag does sound like there may be one player who's close. I'll get to that in a little bit. But usually, teams are going to wait. It's really uncommon. You see, like, up oh, franchise tag, period, open, boom, there's a tag. And it makes sense because in a lot of instances, these teams are talking to players about potential long-term deals. And, and really, the franchise tag is that. It is 
It's a tool that teams can potentially use in some instances to buy themselves time, in other instances to get themselves something in return for these players if uh, these players don't necessarily stick around. I'm going to talk about some tag and trade situations as well. So, you know, and it is kind of ironic because originally the idea for the franchise tag was to help the players. Now it tends to help the teams a little bit more. But regardless, this is where we are. Now, this year's process is certainly complicated by the fact that we don't exactly know what the salary cap is. That being said, it's not like it's a complete mystery. It's not like, oh, we have no freaking clue. <laughs> you know, we generally know it's it's no less than 180. It's pr- it's it's not going to be 185, so it's probably no more than 183. So it's a, I mean, it's a three million dollar window, which for some teams that's a big deal, that extra three million dollars. But for a lot of teams, it isn't. Uh, so that's kind of where we are. It's not a great mystery. Now, the weird situation about this year, and this may be the only time we ever say this, the salary cap contracted. Like, this is not something the NFL does. The NFL is a perpetual growth machine, right? It continues to grow and grow and grow, but because of, obviously, COVID last year, uh, we have that in place. So that's part of the problem. The other part of the problem with the, 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 the salary cap is we don't quite know what it is because the TV deals aren't done yet. One thing that might be holding that up as well is we don't know if we're going to 17 games or not. You know, we could go to 17 games, but that has not been decided. So we have to, you know, wait and see. But anyway, before we get into the potential candidates here, just um, a quick breakdown of the difference between a franchise tag and a transitional tag. So franchise tag, it's a one-year contract. It is guaranteed money, and it would prevent the player from hitting uh, uh, unrestricted free agency, right? So the way they calculate the salary is it's a five-year average cap percentage for the top five salaries at the position, right? So that's how they establish it. So it's not just an average of the top five salaries. It's actually an average of the percentage of the salary cap of the top five over the last five years. It sounds a lot more complicated than what it really is. It's relatively straightforward. Or 120% of last year's salary, So whichever's higher. So in an instance like Dak Prescott, who was tagged last year, you can't just tag him again, and now it's the again, it's the average of the top five salaries over the last five years. In the case of Dak Prescott, which will almost be $38 million, it's 120% of last year's salary. Now, some instances that might make sense, and it's not as high. Other instances, it may not make sense, and I'll talk about that, like back-to-back tags two years in a row. Why would you do that if you're a team? Well, there's, you know, again, two reasons. One, you might not be entirely sure you want to invest a long-term deal in this player, so this gives you one year of a runway. The other is if you decide to do some sort of tag and trade where now you're getting something for that player uh, if you if you are trading them, right? So you don't you don't end up having to pay the contract. You get something in return as opposed to them just hitting free agency. You get nothing in return. So there's a, a non-exclusive franchise tag and an exclusive. The non-exclusive is more common. That's where players can negotiate with other teams that typically does not happen because usually the salary is relatively high and that negotiation could prove challenging. The exclusive, they aren't actually allowed to uh, negotiate with anybody. There was an exclusive, you know, if you go to Le'Veon Bell in 2017, Kirk Cousins 2017, Von Miller in 16, Drew Brees in 2012 all had that exclusive tag. 
Now, the transition tag is a one-year guaranteed contract. It's a five-year average cap percentage for the tag at each position, uh, but it's the top 10, not the top five salaries. And these players, um, you know, they are allowed to sign offer sheets with other teams than the original club has five days to match. So they are, you know, they're allowed to uh, potentially go elsewhere. Now, the transition tag, it could make sense in one instance this year, but it's going to make sense if you do not want to pay that premium price for the player, but you do want that extra year. Uh, There is one position in particular I think it makes the most sense with, and I'm going to get to that, like I said, in a minute. So let's talk about the most viable candidates here. It's Dak Prescott at the top of the list, and it isn't close. I've kind of gone back and forth on this one, but the more I think about it, the more it makes sense for Dallas to just tag him and then see what they have. If they tag him, yes, they are spending $38 million. It's $37.7 million, to be precise, which is a 20% uh, increase on what he did, what he had last year. And that's a lot of freaking money. But I do think that if they were to sign him to a long-term deal, that average per year is going to be more than the $38 million. It probably will be closer to $40 million. And he is returning from a major devastating injury. So, all right, you pay the $38 million this year, you suck it up, you see what you have, and if it doesn't work out, you basically can cut ties next year without any... Uh, additional long-term guarantees, nothing. You're, you know, no cap hit, you're good. Or if it seems very apparent during the course of the season that this is working, you start, you open up negotiations with the agent and you hope to get something done well in advance of March of next year. I think that makes the most sense with Dak Prescott. He's not going to hit free agency regardless. So he's probably the top on the board uh, I have a lot of wide receivers on the board for me. Chris Godwin could be a potential franchise tag guy. He's he's made it clear he does want to stick around. They want to keep the band together for 2021, but he's also made it clear he wants to get paid. So this would be an instance where he would get paid. He'd get a premium salary for a year, and this gives the Bucks a little bit of a runway. Again, this is a situation where I don't know if you necessarily just push all the chips in the middle because Chris Godwin 2019 looked like he was on the verge of superstardom. Chris Godwin 2020, I don't think we can fault him because there were a lot of weird, like the finger injury. It was weird injuries. Down the stretch, he had a couple too many drops. But I, I think, you know, if you're Tampa, you're in a great space from a cap situation. You can afford to do this. So you do it. You keep him for this year. He's still pretty young, too. So next year, if you were to lock him up on a four-year deal or or what have you, then you're still in a really good spot. I think it makes more sense going that route than to tag Shaq Barrett, who is apparently looking for some blockbuster money. He probably, you know, he, he could hit free agency. And Levante David's a little bit more up in the air. Levante David could still get paid, even though he's up there in age. Uh, but he'd be the le- like the least of the three in terms of tag candidates. Like Gronk will come back, Antonio Brown will come back because neither one of them is basically going to go anywhere else. Gronk isn't going to go anywhere else. He's going to play with Brady, and uh, Antonio Brown probably wouldn't be signed in most places. It doesn't look like Indomitian and Sue is going to be back, but I don't think he's really the key piece here. It's really it's Godwin is is probably the most important. Barrett's important, but Godwin is very important. 
Now, I have two wideouts who I think could be tag and trade candidates. Allen Robinson and Kenny Galladay, uh, both uh, obviously NFC North guys. Allen Robinson is not going to be signed to a long-term deal. And even tagging him makes little sense here uh, to, you know, to keep him. But tag to trade, now you have an opportunity to get something for him as opposed to him just leaving and you don't get anything. And it's a little bit different this time around because he's not coming off a devastating injury like he was the last time he hit free agency. Now, with Kenny Galladay, I, I just think this team is ready to rebuild. And for them to rebuild, it it, it doesn't make sense to, to necessarily give him a long-term, big-time deal um, you know, because of his age, I think that's really the, the primary factor for me. I keep going back to it. Now, if you and, and if you tagged him here, if you're not 100% sold on him, you're in a new organization or in new new brass in charge, and you're not 100% sold on him, you tag him here, you're gonna have to pay him quite a bit for only to have to go back to the table next year at age 28. I don't know how much I love that either. Um, so probably tag and trade candidates. The other really almost certain tag candidate for me is Taylor Moten, uh, who is, of course, the offensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers, especially if they try and make a big splash at quarterback to Sean Watson. I'm looking at you, bro. Then getting Moten there, that makes sense. Uh, And actually, it's $13.6 million, so it's not really that bad uh, for a one year if they can't get something long-term done. Uh, The the player I alluded to earlier as as a candidate who is very likely to be tagged for a second year uh, other than Dak Prescott, is Justin Simmons. There's already reports out there that it seems like very, very likely. Last year, uh, 11.4 million, it would be 13.7. So that's not as significant of a jump as, say, Dak Prescott's. And if they don't want to get a long-term deal done, but yet want to keep him, uh, it's not the worst thing to go year to year with him. Uh, a couple other safeties could be tagged. Marcus May, John Johnson potentially could be tagged. Both of those guys are, you know, impressive players. They're up there in my top 100 free agent list, which of course you can go check that out over at ftnfantasy.com. Also, speaking of ftnfantasy.com, we're gonna release my my initial NFL draft big board. So it's a top 150 to start things out. Uh, it's not fantasy. It's just NFL draft. So it's all my uh, top 150 ranked out for you. So go check that out. It's free over at ftnfantasy.com. Another player who was tagged last year and ended up being a very good use of the tag, Leonard Williams. 11 and a half sacks this past year. Now, the tag, if you tagged him again, you're talking about almost $20 million. So I don't know if he ends up being tagged uh, again. Um, they may end up locking him up. We'll see. He, he is one of my top free agents as well. Uh, also along the defensive line, Carl Lawson, it would make sense to use a tag on him because you're, you know, in some instances you can use this tag as an evaluation. You know, he, he's obviously an impressive up and coming edge rusher and for defensive ends, it does take some time. It, it is a little bit of a learning curve for these guys uh, and you know he's he was really really impressive in terms of pressures last year. So he could be somebody that the Cincinnati Bengals use it on. I, I you know if they don't want to get him out or let him get out of the building, they do want to evaluate him for the future and potentially give him a long term deal after that. That would make sense. 
I mentioned transition tags, and I do think there's one position where it makes the most sense. And if you've paid any attention to what I've talked about for a while when it comes to contracts, then you probably know where I'm going uh, with this one. The position is running back. That's the position where transition tags make sense. Because when you look at uh, the position from a contract standpoint and you want to pay these guys, you know, if they're reaching the you know the the end of their first deal they're going to potentially hit free agency they're if they're one of the better running backs they're going to want to have one of the top salaries right now that top salary is putting you in the 15 to 16 million a year range McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke right up there but right now as well here are here are all the running backs who make more than 10 per year McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke, David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon that's it that's it. So if you're using, and that's only recent that we've had a bunch of these guys get up over the 10 million mark. If you're using the average of the last five years of the, you know, the cap, uh, it's probably going to be pretty hefty still at, um, you know, the top five at the position. But if you use the top 10 at the position, now you're looking at something much more reasonable. Uh, it, you know, around about eight million dollars is what you would use the transition tag at running back. Uh, Aaron Jones, you know, hey, if I can see a situation where they don't want to lock him up to a long-term deal because doing that at running back recently has not went particularly well for a lot of teams. And I'm thinking about the Rams are like the poster of that with Todd Gurley. So Aaron Jones could be a potential transition tag. Uh, some other possibilities. I don't think Joe Tooney is, is tagged again. Maybe David Andrews. Uh, Brandon Scherf's name has been floated out there along the offensive line. I have heard some people mention Matt Milano, but he's also, it's reported that he's going to test the free agent market. So I don't think there's a, a tag there. I did hear occasionally some people mentioning the Tennessee guys, Jonu Smith, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, no. Jonu Smith, maybe, but I don't think so. Um, Bud Dupree is another name who's been thrown out there. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster there. I, I can't see any way they do it on Juju. Bud Dupree is a little bit more likely, but even with him, I'm not sure they use the tag on him. Uh, Trey Hendrickson is another name, you know, kind of in the same vein as uh, as Carl Lawson, like recently has really developed. So you could see that, but they also have Marcus Williams there, who is a potential tag candidate. Uh, Hunter Henry. I, you know, ordinarily I would have said, oh yeah, he's a prime candidate. I actually think they get a deal done with him before then. So he's actually been interviewed saying like money is important, but it's also really important to play with a quarterback and really emphasize playing with a good quarterback over the money. I think he takes, um, you know, takes what the, what is offered to him here and it would be kind of foolish for them to let him get out of the building. Uh, Curtis Samuel is another name out there that um, could potentially be a tag candidate but I actually think they let him go as well uh, out of Carolina. So a lot of interesting names there. This is going to be a lot of fun. And as we get information on all the franchise tags, of course, I'll pass it along to you. Of course, we'll be back later in the week. I'm going to talk, talk some ADP later in the week here on the podcast. Uh, some recent best ball ADP, really interesting stuff. Hey, review the show on Apple. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to The Rant with Jeff Radcliffe on your iPhone, scroll down, click the stars, and you're done. 
at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. And remember, ftnfantasy.com for my top 100 free agents and my top 150 big board for the NFL draft. It's good stuff right there. And better yet, it's free, baby. All free. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side later in the week for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.